Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Money Talks. My name is Hugh Meyer. Hope you're doing well. Just remind everybody, you know, Money Talks was established this year to help connect small business owners with elite entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and business experts, and discuss how they're thinking disruptively uh, or how they're thinking creatively during these disruptive times. And today I have on my next guest, uh, Doug Lolo. How you doing, Doug? I'm good. Uh, doing great. Uh, it's great to meet you finally. Thank you for taking the time uh, to be with our viewers today. Can you give uh, give us a little bit about your background, please? Sure. So, uh, well, first off, I have two kids, 9 and 11, so they may be running in and out of the room while we're <laughs> trying to talk. So, it's you know, always the joys of working from home in this age. Uh, I live up in San Jose with my wife. She's an OBGYN at Kaiser. Uh, this is my third company. Uh, my first company is a company called Hipster. It was acquired by AOL. Second company was a company called Happy Home, which is kind of a personal home manager. Uh, we raised some money for that. And we kind of acquired, I guess, by Google. And so my last gig at Google was I was chief of staff for uh, Google's small and medium business ads group, which is you know the seventeen billion dollar ad portfolio that tries to figure out how do we help small businesses, how do you how do you serve them, how do you how do you grow. So uh, kind of a, a, a serial entrepreneur with a focus in uh, in small business. That's great. Uh- that's why I was excited to uh, speak with you today. I knew you had that connection. Again, that's why, oh. why, we, created, uh, why we created Money Talks was to you know, provide resources to small business owners, uh, especially um, after COVID began. And um, you know, again, excited to learn more. Can you uh, talk to totally. us about uh, your, current, uh, your current company, Mainstream, what you guys are working on? Yeah, of course. So uh, Mainstream, it, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, in, in some ways, and yet uh, it, it should be pretty useful to small businesses. Uh, for a little bit of context, there's this giant world that most company, most people have never heard of. That's this world of government credits, incentives, uh, opportunity zones, right? It's all these things. It's like a $300 billion a year market worldwide and over $150 billion a year in the US alone. Wow. But it's almost entirely dominated by like the biggest of companies, the Boeings, the Walmarts, the Amazons, who, you know, help identify these type of credits. You know, you, you may have heard so every, every couple of years you'll hear, Oh, well, Amazon didn't pay taxes this year or, you know, Walmart didn't pay taxes. Like well, it's cause they have you know, sophisticated government relations and finance teams that work to, uh, you know, identify these credits and sometimes negotiate those credits and save billions of dollars. So the, the first thing we decided to do with main street is like, well, actually this is what we should be. We should be the mini government relations team, the mini finance team for the startup or the small business. Like, we can put together this marketplace of the more than 2000 different types of credits that exist in the United States, wow. everywhere from like the federal level, like uh, research and development, federal credits, work opportunity, tax credits down to the very local, like you have $10,000 for hiring someone in downtown Sacramento, right? We can make it really easy for someone to discover, find and, and hopefully save the small business owner or startup founder tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. Yeah, I mean it's it's an amazing concept. What I guess what was the genesis of it? What kind of sparked um, sparked this? Because it's like I said, it's an amazing concept. Well, thank you. I well, so we my my co-founders and I left Google. Uh, we were all at Google together uh, with on a pretty specific mission, and our mission was we wanted to help uh, small business owners and startup founders get the help and resources they need to uh, you know help create jobs and opportunity. And originally our vision here was, our product vision was very different than what it is today. Originally we wanted to build 
uh, kind of a, what we're calling a network of remote work hubs. The idea being, you know, uh, you know I, I grew up in a rural city, so did my co-founders. Like, how do you get some of the talent uh, to move from these expensive areas like San Francisco, New York? How do you get them distributed off the country? How do you, you know, develop innovation around the country, not just in San Francisco? And so our first product we, we started to launch was this, it's kind of we launched a bit of a PR stunt for this like network of remote work hubs. We did this uh, as a $10,000 to leave the Bay Area campaign. Uh, it went crazy viral, like thousands of people signed up. I mean, looking at the smoke out my window right now, plenty of people would take us up on that offer today. But it was this, you know, crazy viral experience, uh, international price extension. But the reason, like the most relevant thing is within three days of us launching this $10,000 incentive, literally dozens of cities, states, and counties reached out to us letting us know that they already have an incentive program and want to know if we could share it with our community. Like the state of Arizona lets us know about the $9,000 per new job tax credit. And the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma shared the Tulsa Remote Program, which is a $10,000 for allocating a remote job to Tulsa. So we started like, you know, digging deeper. And, you know, this is where we discovered this world of, you know, credits and incentives. It was my third company. I'd never heard about this. And that really was the, uh, was how we started. We Our, our mission has remained the same, right? The, the whole length of the company. We want to help basically entrepreneurs and actually your, your, your audience get the help and resources they need to compete to survive. And especially uh, in this day and age, but, you know, through iterating, through coming up with a couple of different ideas, this is where we discovered this, this world of credits and incentives and realized, wow, this is, this is an enormous opportunity to help a lot of people. Yeah, no, I, like I said, uh, when I, when I learned about what you guys do, I was super excited. I mean, the timing of it uh, couldn't be more, couldn't be better. Uh, more, more timely as far as, you know, small business continues to really, you know, suffer, uh, in the economy and we, and that's the backbone of the economy and they need the help. And as we know, you know, we're waiting for the government to come back with more stimulus. We don't know when that's going to happen, but like you said, you know, these programs are, they're here, they're active, but if people don't know about them, you know, how do they, how do they figure this out? Who points them in the right direction? And it's great that, you know, you guys have come together and make this happen. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, we, it, it's a real need, right? There's a, in fact, the, the governments we talk to, they're really interested in actually reaching out to the small business or the startup, right? They, it doesn't really make sense for them to incentivize a fortune 500 company, even though that's good, right? right. Uh, the a city would much rather have a fortune 500 company grow from startup to huge size in their city, Right, if they can incentivize that, uh, they'll do so. So I think this is really, uh, uh, hopefully, it's it's great for the cities and states and counties around the country, and it's great for the entrepreneurs. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just I guess you know it's about getting that word out, um, which I'm I'm excited that you're here to help do, and you know, happy to help pr- promote it because this is like I you know, thank you. You can't under you can't understate that you know these are the things that people need to learn about, understand, and hopefully you know, can take advantage of to, to kind of help propel that, help propel their business and kind of, you know, keep going as, you know, and hopefully the environment around us, can, you know, improves in the next 12 months. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And, and whatever help people need to, to get there, we're, we'll hopefully be there to, to provide that support. You were bring, you, you, when you were a couple of minutes ago, you were kind of talking about the viral campaign that, that you, that you were discuss, discussing, do you see that, you know, the idea of, you know, leaving, leaving a big metropolis like San Francisco, 
you know, obviously COVID has come. There's been so much talk in the press about, you know, people just, you know, picking up and sure. everybody's leaving. What's kind of been your perspective as far as what do you see in that, you know, people, other, you know, leaving and moving to other places to kind of, I guess, restart, if you sure. will. Well, I think I, so I, I, I did see a lot of people leaving temporarily, right? People leaving New York, people leaving San Francisco, uh, maybe going back to live with their parents uh, or, or renting a house somewhere. Right. Uh, you know, it was very difficult to you know, stay inside the whole time during, during COVID. I, I think long-term, I don't think we're going to see a, an immediate uh, departure from these cities. Right. And, and I, I mean, cities are actually very resilient, right? There's a reason Rome has been around for 3000 years, right? It's right. The, these things, these things stay, they're actually some of the most durable human institutions. Uh, what I think you will see is a transformation of the Bay area specifically in that you more and more as the cost of living in the Bay area goes up, this will be the place where the financiers, you know, the VCs, the private equity people live, the founders live, maybe executives, uh, and then if you're a rank and file employee who still gets paid very well, then you'll have the freedom to live uh, elsewhere, right? I, I think you'll see the, you see the same thing in the finance industry in New York, right? You have the, the biggest hedge fund people, the biggest bankers live, you know, within a, 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 a car ride or subway hop to, to Wall Street. And yet, like, everyone else can go somewhere else uh, for the most part. Uh, you see the same, uh, similar dynamics in Hollywood, Uh you know, and you'll, I think that's what the Bay Area will become. Again, this it will be an extraordinarily expensive place to live. Right. You will have most of the money here, most of the thought leadership. But uh, if you just want to here, and you, you can live anywhere. I think there's the, the difference between people, like the people who live in the Bay Area will eventually become uh, those looking for outsized returns, looking to become the billionaires, looking to become, you know, make hundreds of millions of dollars, which is not everyone. You kind of have to be crazy to do that. Uh, if you just want a great job to support your family, yeah, by all means, go live in a place that's affordable, that like has great schools, and you get to work online. That's this gives much more choice. Uh, you know, the, the average person looking to buy a house in the Bay Area is not going to compete with a person, uh, or shouldn't have to compete with a person who just had this ten million dollar exit, right? Right. Yeah, great point. Uh, a little bit earlier, you were you started talking a little about uh, the mission of your company. Can you uh, go into that, elaborate a little bit more? Yeah. So uh, our mission is and was when we left Google, we want to help small business owners and startup founders get the help and resources they need uh, to create jobs and opportunity, right? This is, it's a, it's, it, it's, it's a bit broad, right? Uh, and so this is why we don't see our, our vision and our mission ending with just government credits, right? This is a, a way to start. Uh, our, our, our team, our, our co-founders, when we, we spent about six months at Google trying to talk about what we wanted to do, what are we interested in? Uh, before we decided to jump off and start the company. And it turned out we had this shared concern about this growing inequality that we, we'd spoken about previously, right? This, this wealth gap, this opportunity right. gap between you know, wealthy areas. And, and actually, like, I grew up in a city called Modesto in the middle of central California. That's, the economy's slowly just been shipped away over the last 40 years. If you're a small business owner, it's really hard to get the support you need. You're, you'd never start a, a technology startup there. So it was our, our, our belief, in the, actually from the beginning of this, that the way to drive innovation in the 21st century is to empower the small business owner, is to empower the startup founder, right? Uh, and if those people have the resources to, to, to build what they need to build, uh, then you will drive innovation and jobs. Uh, and so that's kind of been our North Star this whole time. Like, how do you get that person who may need, you know, just a little bit of extra support or need whatever, how do you, how do you give them that support? 
Yeah, I mean it's it's great, and it you know, like I said, the timing timing is everything. And uh, you know, I hope more and more people are connecting with you guys uh, because what you guys are doing is invaluable. Um, so, COVID obviously, we, you know, COVID came mid March, and now we're in September. What have you seen? How has that impacted your business over the last you know six months? And kind of how are, you know how are things moving forward right now? Sure. So, I mean, just like most companies, it was a huge unknown in the beginning of COVID. Like, in fact, we were, we weren't sure if we were just going to collapse as a company, right? This is, we're, you know, we're a startup that needed to raise money and needed to get customers. And, you know, there's, there was a very real chance that none of that would have happened. I, during the first month, we saw a lot of fear amongst startup founders, amongst small business owners, and rightfully so, right? This is a weird time. I, you then saw a lot of like, you know, press about PPP, right? I, and the CARES Act, uh, entrepreneurs scrambling, very confused. And so there was, there was a chaos. Uh, we've seen a lot of that chaos subside over the last, actually four, four months, really. Uh, and if you're a start, if you're a technology startup founder, uh, you're generally venture backed. And so, you, you know, the, the VC industry has kept writing checks, right? right. Uh, small business owners, it was a, it's a bit of very binary result. You're either really in trouble or you're doing fine. In fact, some people are doing better than they were before. I, uh, so the long-term effects of COVID, I think for us, will be that you know, there's now, a, I think the zeitgeist has changed. Just like everyone, you know, all our grandparents who grew up in the depression, uh, after living through that, they recognized the value of a dollar. They recognized that they, you know, they want to be able to save. I think there's a, a similar uh, recognition now for, for small business owners, startup founders, that like money is not always going to be there. Let's figure out how do we save money. Let's let, let's let, let's let's not ignore the help or the, the even the, the resources we have from the government, right? Uh, any longer. It's, it's like, a, it, it'd be like if you and I suddenly realized we weren't taking our standard deductions on our tax returns, right. right? That's crazy. Like, it's not like we're trying to, you know, rob the bank. We're just trying to take the deductions allowed to us. It's a very similar thing here. Uh, I think an entire generation of people in relation to our company recognize they've been overpaying in these areas and that, you know, they don't have to pay X, Y, Z taxes because the government would rather have them invest that in their community, rather have them invest that in innovation, right? So I think that's been the change. Like there's a recognition that, hey, money's not free anymore. We need to help. And like, there's a lot more we could be doing on this government side. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Can you take us, I guess, take us maybe a little bit through your process as far as, if, you know, a small business owner, um, you know, see, can, can connects with you guys. How does that, how does that work as far as, you know, you, someone comes in, kind of take us through that sure. process? So we designed this process to take less than 30 minutes of an entrepreneur's time per year, right? We want to make this really simple. I don't know if you're like me. I look at my tax every year, the taxes come out, you know, return come out. And I still get a little intimidated. I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, so you, you sign up and it's actually very simple. You'll ask a series of answer, a series of questions, you know, three or four, and then you'll connect uh, your business system to us. For, for example, your, your HR system is the most popular and our, our backend basically our, 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 are almost like a search engine internally, takes a look at the signals embedded in your HR data, like location, salary, job types, and actually match you with the, the roles, the credits we think you're eligible for. Uh, it's that simple. So you'll, you'll connect and you'll get spit out anywhere from zero in some cases. Some people don't get anything. Right. Some people get like close to 10, like especially these companies that are you know doing research and development in multiple states and hiring people. Like, and they're shocked at how much they can save. Some people are saving hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. Wow. Uh, once we've identified these credits, we then, again, we're able to automate the application of this. 
uh, you just basically yeah, we'll present a form in front of you that you can sign or we'll, we'll either automatically submit this to the IRS or the state authorities for you, or we'll, we'll file something with your accountant, right? Uh, make this as easy as humanly possible. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that 30 minutes, um, that's the goal. I, I, I mean, who, you know, who wouldn't want to take that 30, I mean, that 30 minutes, like you said, could be worth thousands of dollars to a business oh, yeah. that could enable them to, you know, start their next project or keep them going or whatever, whatever have you. But it's, you know, again, that's, you guys are a great resource. Um, you know, again, that's why, that's why my partners, I, we created this podcast for the same re essentially the same reason. Like we wanted to be a resource. We wanted to connect with our, you know, people like yourself and connect you to, to our viewers and the small business owners because they need to, you know, what you're talking about is invaluable and, and they should at least be aware of what's possible. Oh, I, I agree. That's I, well, that's our goal, right? We're, we're here to, you know, just like you, we're here to support small business owner, the entrepreneur. Like it's, I, I we recognize at least on, on the main street side, how lucky we are to be in this position to where not only can we really actually help, you know, hopefully in the end, millions of small business owners and employees, uh, but also be pursuing a, a startup that could be a huge financial success, right? Start right. every day to help right. people and hopefully build a real business out of it ourselves. Yeah, you're. I mean, it's 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 great. I you know I, I like I'm excited to kind of keep keep track of you guys and follow your progress. Um, it was it was great to connect with you. Is there any specific uh, you know kind of currently any specific area that you're seeing more? or that you, there's more attention to as far as the credits you're working on with other people? Is there anything um, getting more attention than something else? Yeah, actually there's a, a set of research and development credits at the federal and the state level that are disproportionately valuable to startups. Uh, and there's a couple different bills going through Congress right now that actually significantly increase the amount of R&D credits that a company can get. I think there's a growing recognition uh, a bipartisan growing recognition that uh, we need to do more to support uh, the technology industry in the U.S. and and not like talking about the, the the Amazon level, the you know the the Google level. Those companies are doing just fine. It's the how do you how do you make it easier for the for the startup founder in the garage, right? And so that you're you're seeing a big wave of 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 those type of credits not only emerging but being strengthened. Uh, there's another type of credit that again is, is something you started to see over the last five years. And this is something we're loosely calling 21st century credits, okay. uh, century, 21st century jobs, to where you know, cities, states, and counties are trying to incentivize uh, you know, great jobs, like engineering jobs, product jobs, you know, high-end marketing jobs. And those could be anywhere, especially in this remote world. And uh, you know, the, old, the old way of economic development, which is, hey, let's spend $100 million and build a factory here, uh, that, that's no longer with us, right? But instead, a city can say, I'm going to incentivize 20 high-paid uh, technology workers or 20 high paid lawyers to settle in my city and the economic uh, downstream effects that are huge. Absolutely. That's uh, that that's great stuff. Um, and how are you guys? Uh, so how do you get connected with, to a, a client? Like what's kind of your marketing? How do they, how do people find out about you? You guys leverage social media. How does that work? Uh, no, we're still pretty early in this process. The, the majority of, of our, our referrals actually come in, or customers come through referrals, okay. whether through a fellow founder or through a venture capitalist 
Uh, and that's where I think 60% of our, 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 our customers come from. Uh, there's, we've done some paid marketing and done some sponsorships of places where small business owners and startups, uh, you know, go to, for example, like we've sponsored the hustle, the newsletter and yep. you know, sponsored like product hunt. Uh, you know, a lot of places where, you know, entrepreneurs are actually going to read. Yeah. The hustle, uh, it's great. Um, you know, I was connected to that by, um, somebody actually I did a podcast with this week who put me, who put me onto it and, you know, it's part of my everyday. Um, and that's how the, listen, it works. Here we are, we're talking about this and then people are going to watch this and then I hope they invariably reach out to you guys because like I said, what you're doing is invaluable. So thank you for that. Of course. Our pleasure. Uh, well, thank you. Doug. It was, it was a pleasure meeting you. I definitely want to have you back on again. Um, to hear more about, you know, what's happening is like I said, you know, what you're doing is, 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 is great and more people should know about. So thank you again for being with us here today. I just, and just to remind everybody, please subscribe to our YouTube money talks, YouTube channel, smash that like button. We'll be back next week with another episode. Again, my name is Hugh Meyer and just remember money talks. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care.